Scripture says that God our Savior desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. But what is the truth? And how do we gain that knowledge? The answer to these questions and more in today's edition of Faith with Father. Living Bread Radio presents Faith with Father, a program aimed at teaching today's culture the truth about the Catholic faith. And now here's your host, Tim Perry. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Faith with Father. I'm your host, Tim Perry, and with me today in studio is Father Nicholas Mancini, currently the pastor of Sacred Heart of Mary Parish in Louisville, and he's also the spiritual director for us here at Living Bread Radio. Welcome, Father. Thank you, Tim. Today we're going to continue our discussion from the UCAT, the Youth Catechism of the Catholic Church, about the, the uh, Ten Commandments, and we've been discussing the Sixth Commandment in a, in about what we believe as Catholics. And uh, question 404, 405, and 406 all talk about uh, the virtue of chastity. And so let's talk about what is chaste love and why should a Christian lead a uh, chaste life? Okay. A chaste love is a love that defends itself against all the internal and external forces that might destroy it. That person is chaste who has accepted his sexuality and integrated it well into his personality. Chastity okay, and continence are not the same thing. Someone who has an active sex life in marriage, must be chaste too. A person acts chastely when his bodily activity is the expression of dependable, faithful love. Chastity must not be confused with, let's say here, another way of saying it, with selfishness. Okay, A person who lives chastity is not the plaything of his lusts, but rather lives his sexuality deliberately, motivated by love, and as an expression of that love. Unchaste behavior weakens love and it obscures its meaning. The Catholic Church advocates the approach to sexuality in this unique and marvelous way. And I think we, we pointed that out, that, you know, we have to be chaste in our thoughts, our words, our motives, our deeds, our loves, and so forth. And in marriage, especially, couples express that. And, you know, we look at chastity, uh, and we can, we can see here that couples in marriage that really love one another, practice that. There is no lustful, you know, forcefulness. They express that love in a chaste, pure, satisfying way in which they understand the beauty of love and the relationship to God. And we say, well, then how can anyone live a chaste life? You know, what can help? Well, someone lives chastity when he is free to be loving and is not the slave of his drives and emotions. Anything, therefore, that helps one to become a more mature and more loving person forms a better relationship and helps that person to love chastely. 
one becomes free to be loving through self-discipline, which one must acquire, practice, and maintain at every stage of the life. I know for uh, myself in uh, being challenged to have holy and pure thoughts, I always pray to the Blessed Virgin Mary mm-hmm. to help me to have pure, holy, and chaste thoughts so that I would be able to live that chaste life even as a married man so that uh, it would be pleasing to God. Right. You know, and, um, you know, we look at this in marriage, but, you know, there's the other side of the coin here. Um, Not everyone is called uh, into marriage. Uh, Some people are called by God to serve the church. So we have there, we practice celibacy. Uh, Religious take the vow of chastity. Uh, They live the virtuous life. And they practice then with an undivided heart that love to Almighty God. And God in turn gives them the grace to fulfill the strength of their love for Him as they live their vow of chastity, the priest celibacy, and so forth. So that that love then is focused on Christ Jesus, and Christ in turn into that person brings that love to live a chaste and holy life, pleasing to Him as they perform their work in the ministry or whatever God has called them to do. Okay. Or even if someone's just single and just doesn't marry. Right. And the single state life. single life is a vocation. It is a vocation. That is true. Mm-hmm. Okay. Question 407 of the UCAT asks, why is the church against premarital sexual relations? Okay. Let's look first of all here at something Blessed John Paul II said. To give your body to another person symbolizes the total gift of yourself to that person. Okay? So we have to keep that in mind. Now, premarital sexual relationships. Why are we against it? Because she would like to protect love, Holy Mother Church. A person can give someone else no greater gift than himself. I love you means for both. I want only you. I want all that you are. And I want to give myself to you forever. Because that is so we cannot even with our bodies really say I love you temporarily or on a trial basis. Many people take their premarital relationship seriously, and yet there are two reservations involved that are incompatible with love. The exit option and the fear of a child. Because love is so great, so sacred, and so unique, the church teaches young people the obligation to wait until they are married before they start to have sexual relations. And this is so, so important. That is the tremendous gift of love in marriage. Not before marriage, but in marriage. That is the gift itself that binds you together 
in a love that you will profess for all time until death do you part. So many times society, and I think we've discussed this before, society lays out for our youth that it's okay to do these things. Uh, you see it in commercials, you see it in movies, you see it in ads, you read about it in, in all sorts of periodicals and uh, the news media plays it up. Uh, soap operas dramatize it. But what is the outcome if you look at some of these things? Oh, it's a hit and miss type thing. Someone gets hurt, someone's ashamed, and they don't want to be involved anymore. The trueness of love and the true value of love between man and woman binds, and that love stays together. It's not a hit-and-miss situation. We are united in the bond of marriage and the dignity of that sacrament, and we know as man and woman, husband and wife, our duty is to share in the procreative act to bring forth children. Not something that we discussed prior to marriage and we decided, okay, let's try it first, so we had premarital sex. Okay, yeah, let's just hold off. No. We have to understand the reality, as the UCAT points out here, what is wrong about it and why it is wrong. Because someone ultimately is going to get hurt and there is no true love. Okay? Marriage is not a hit and miss endeavor. It is something sacred for that moment and that's what sex and love in marriage is all about. Because we share in God's procreative act. And I think we got to start remembering that. Well, you know, unfortunately today, Father, there's so many people who are living together. So question 408 asks, how can you live as a young Christian if you are living in a premarital relationship or have already had premarital relations? God loves us at every moment in every complicated situation, even in a state of sin. God helps us to seek the whole truth about love and to find ways to live it more and more decisively and lovingly. Now, one that's in a relationship like this should not be afraid to talk to their priest. They should try to get an understanding of what they must do now and how they can perhaps separate from this until they are married. And the priest and marriage counselors, the marriage programs that we have out there, um, describe all of these things to help individuals to learn about the moment of love that will bring them together in matrimony. And now to see that you must separate until you are married. And there's some beautiful programs out there that do describe this for couples that are maybe having a problem with this or who are living together should contact their priest and he will be able to guide them accordingly. Okay, uh, question 409 asks, is masturbation an offense against love? 
Masturbation is a grave offense against love because it makes the excitement of sexual pleasure an end in itself and uncouples it from the unfolding of love between man and woman. That is why sex with yourself is a contradiction in terms. Okay. And another offense is, is pornography. So question 412 asks, why is the production and consumption of pornography a sin against charity? Someone who misses, misuses love by detaching human sexuality from the intim- intimacy of a committed, loving relationship between two spouses and turns it into commercial goods Sin seriously. Anyone who produces, buys, or consumes pornographic materials violates human dignity and seduces others to sin. Okay, and again, that's uh, in need of going to confession and talking with a priest. Definitely. And, and again, much prayer, asking mm-hmm. for God's grace to be able to break from that addiction. Right. Because it right. is a form of addiction. It is, it is. Great. Well, we appreciate those insights. We've been listening to Father Nicholas Mancini on Faith with Father at Living Bread Radio. This has been your host, Tim Perry, reminding you that God loves you more than you can even imagine. Until next time, may God bless you. This has been Faith with Father, a production of Living Bread Radio in Canton, Ohio. For an audio archive of this program, log on to livingbreadradio.com and click on Faith with Father. If you have a question or comment about today's program, email us at askfather at livingbreadradio.com. And join us again next time for another edition of Faith with Father.